Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. After the attack at Lake Berryessa, we are now at October 11th, 1969 on our Zodiac timeline. This is when a white male hailed a taxi cab driven by 29-year-old Paul Stein. The passenger would hail the taxi cab at the intersection of Mason and Gary Streets. This is one block west of Union Square in San Francisco. This is in the heart of the city. The passenger requesting to be taken to Washington and Maple Streets in the Presidio Heights area. That's about a 13 to 15 minute drive from the location of where Paul Stein picks up his passenger to where the passenger is requesting to be dropped off. For reasons unknown... The taxi cab did not stop at the requested destination. Instead, Paul Stein drove one block past Maple Street to Cherry Street. And you say, well, how do we know that the passenger requested to be dropped off elsewhere? One block prior to where the location where they do drop off, it's based off of the taxi cab driver's journal or log sheet for picking up the passenger at that location and where the passenger requested to go. Now we know that it made the cab made it an additional block based off of eyewitness testimony. Right. The only reason why I question this is, is it possible that the Zodiac said, take me to this location? And the guy goes, well, I don't know exactly where that's at. And he said, well, it's right by whatever. And then that's what the, the cab driver put into his log. That's interesting because it's always been pondered. Why go the additional block? And we can put in some, uh, speculation as to that. But as you just pointed out, that could be a possibility. Maybe it's just the error or human error on the part of the taxi cab driver in his log sheet. The white male passenger 
then shot Paul Stein once in the head with a nine millimeter gun. He took Paul Stein's wallet and car keys and tore away a section of Paul Stein's bloodstained shirt tail. This all went down, Captain, right at about 9.55 p.m. on that night of October 11th. The passenger-slash-shooter was witnessed by three teenagers across the street at that same time, at 9.55 p.m. Right. This is very cool because they were actually able to call in the murder to police while the crime was still in progress. The way that this goes down is about 50 feet from where the murder took place down there in the street. We have a birthday party going on. And one of the witnesses, this would have been a a young teenage girl witnessed the crime in action calls over her two brothers and they witness this whole event going down as well. And they phone the police and say, Hey, there's a, a robbery or a shooting or something that's going down in the streets below. Yeah. And this is going to give us probably our best eyewitness account of the Zodiac. That's correct. Because in the second attack where Mike Majot was able to offer up a suspect description, keep in mind, he had been shot several times and was in a good deal of pain and trauma when he saw the suspect. And then later we have Brian Hartnell who offers up a description, but by this time, our killer, the Zodiac, he is disguised from head to toe. Right. These witnesses are not even a part of the crime. They're just simply witnessing the crime from afar, not very far, about 50 feet would be the estimation. So they're going to get a decent look at this guy. Now, mind you, it is dark, but this is a the heart of the city. It's a, the busy part of the city where we should have pretty well-lit streets. Now, the witnesses say that they saw the killer wiping the cab down before he walks away, not running, just calmly walks away from the crime scene toward the Presidio area. Yeah, and because we have three eyewitnesses, we're going to get a better description of this individual because we got three different perspectives. Yes, as well as the description of the suspect. So he, the suspect, is heading to the Presidio area. Again, that would be one block north of the the crime. Now, two blocks from the crime scene. Was another birthday party. Yeah. Is a San Francisco patrol car that is responding to this very call. They observed a white male walking along the sidewalk east on Jackson Street and stepping onto a stairway leading up to the front yard of one of the homes on the north side of the street. This encounter lasted maybe 10 seconds or so. This has always been a strange part in the whole Zodiac conversation and the whole investigation itself, because we'll, we'll see there's some weird movements going on here where we may have had San Francisco police actually interact with the killer. However, They've never been super forthcoming and completely cooperative with that type of statement. Right. There were two officers in this patrol car. They later said that a white male pedestrian was about 35 to maybe 45 years of age, five foot, 10 inches tall with a crew cut. 
similar to but slightly older than the description the teenagers who observed the killer said the killer to be. The teenagers say that the man that they saw stepping out of Paul Stein's cab, they have him as about 25 to 30 years of age with a crew cut. And again, it's a white male that they are describing. The teenage witnesses put the killer at about five foot eight inches to five foot nine inches tall. One, we have to remember this is 1969. So that's actually going to be somewhat tall for the average male. Well, one thing that I find interesting about this piece of the story here, Captain, is that we have a discrepancy in age described by the two different parties here. The police officers describing someone older than the teenagers describing. Right. And I think that that could be for several reasons. I think they're talking about the same guy because the general description other than the age is in fact the same. It's very, very similar. So what we have here is a situation where the officers in the patrol car, one likely got a better look at the individual head on face to face, eye to eye sort of situation where the teenagers would have been up on the second floor and they would have been seeing the killing and observing the suspect from, from an elevated height, right? Which might change some things. The other thing though, too, again, the officers in the car, they might have this perspective and a better gauge on this suspect's age because they're probably likely most, you know, they're definitely more close in age to the suspect himself. Now, still to this day, Captain, and no one seems to be sure why or can agree why this took place, but for whatever reason, the police radio dispatcher initially alerted officers responding to this call, this robbery, the shooting call to be on the lookout for a black male suspect. So when the officers saw this white guy and Zodiac would tell us later that, that they interacted, the officers interacted with him that night as he was running or walking away from the crime scene. They, they did not suspect him to be the person they were looking for at that time because of this flawed description, this just wrong description of the suspect they should be looking for as they drive to the crime scene. Well, again, with the Zodiac killer, it's very fascinating because it's the, the change of actual crime. Look, confirmed killings, you can debate other killings, but the confirmed killings that we have, the four attacks, two being Lover Lane shootings, another one similar to Lover Lane, but it's stabbing victims. And then you have this attack on a taxi cab driver. It, it makes almost no sense. Yeah, it doesn't stick to the victimology and it doesn't stick to the mo that we saw in the first two attacks and and it even i mean you one could argue the third attack has a very strong mo to the first two and this one the attack the murder of paul stein is significantly different now we mentioned that the zodiac says that he spoke to the officers san francisco police department their stance has always been we didn't speak to the zodiac zodiac says in a letter he did but again he's been proven to be a liar on more than one occasion. But according to this other version, 
again, the police actually stopped the man who might have been the Zodiac. And they ask him if he's seen or heard anything suspicious to which the man that they stopped says, yes, I saw a man waving a gun on Washington street heading East. So the police squeal their tires to rush off to go looking for this non-existent man with a gun. And again, very likely let the Zodiac killer walk off into the night. And it's almost as if the Zodiac is like daring himself to do a crime that's in the public's eyes that people will see him and how will he react? When the police arrive on the scene at the murder scene, Captain, they find Paul Stein. He's lying across the passenger seat. He was dead from the single bullet fired to his head. Damage to the entry of the bullet proved the killer placed the gun to Paul Stein's head before firing the gun. So this would be point blank range that the killer used to kill Paul Stein. The killer managed to take only approximately $25 from the cab driver. They were able to come up with that dollar amount based off of, again, the driver's log for that night on the fares that he had picked up throughout the night. So it was called in as a robbery in progress with a possible shooting. However, we now know that this being a Zodiac case, the robbery is just secondary. It it doesn't likely have anything to do and it was not the motivation for the murder itself. As we know in the three previous attacks, the killer didn't molest any of the victims, did not steal any of their money. So then we have the perpetrator of Paul Stein's murder wiping down the cab. This is based off of the three teenage eyewitnesses. However, the killer still managed to leave two fingerprints smeared in blood on the outside of the rear door on the driver's side. Now, Detective Bill Armstrong and David Toschke were assigned to the case. They arrived there that night, and anyone who has seen the 2007 Zodiac film will know exactly the detectives that we are talking about as the movie follows them for a good deal of their investigation. Now, of course, because it went down in a taxi cab, Paul Stein's murder was initially believed to be a robbery turned homicide. But then two days later, on Monday, October 13th, the San Francisco Chronicle received a letter from the Zodiac. I call this one the Paul Stein letter because it contained a torn section of Paul Stein's bloodstained t-shirt. I think the Zodiac added that because there started becoming questioning amongst law enforcement and probably the community saying, is he actually responsible for these murders or is he just taking claim to them? Well, and in this communique, what we have here, Captain, is we have a very similar envelope addressed in a similar manner to the the previous letters received. This says S period F period Chronicle. San Fran period Calif. We see that Calif of the abbreviation, the abbreviated California. Please rush to editor. One difference that is is obvious and noticeable right away in the way that this letter is addressed opposed to the others is in the upper left-hand corner where one would typically expect to see a return address. We have the what we're calling the Zodiac logo. 
the crosshairs, the circle with the cross in the middle is in place of the return address. And again, we see two stamps for this letter. So in typical Zodiac tradition here, we're seeing more postage than what is needed. The letter reads as follows. This is the Zodiac speaking. I am the murderer of the taxi driver over by Washington Street and Maple Street last night. To prove this, here is a blood-stained piece of his shirt. I am the same man who did in the people in the North Bay area. The S period F period for San Francisco, the San Francisco police could have caught me last night if they had searched the park properly instead of holding road races with their motorcycles, seeing who could make the most noise. Mm -hmm. The car drivers should have just parked their cars and sat there quietly waiting for me to come out of cover. School children make nice targets. I think I shall wipe out a school bus some morning. Just shoot out the front tire and then pick off the kitties as they come bouncing out. And of course, he signs it with the Zodiac logo, the crosshairs. Well, again, Zodiac likes to come off a little smug, a little pompous. You know, hey, I'll just, uh, I'll just wreck a bus, kill everybody. I, I still don't understand why he would take such a high risk to kill somebody basically in a public place with a bunch of eyewitnesses. Well, I think that's a perfect question here, Captain, because you're right. It changes MO completely. He's now attacking a single male in a taxi cab. And as you pointed out, this is going to be a busy area. There's, there is a high risk for an eyewitness, if not multiple eyewitnesses. The other thing too, is now the killer is also going to be dealing with the San Francisco police department rather than the Napa County Sheriff's department or Vallejo where they, you know, much smaller departments, San Francisco is going to have better resources, more officers, more cars, motorcycles, as he calls them. And we even know that helicopters were flying around that night, trying to look for the man that they know fled on foot from the murder scene. You mean helicopters? Yeah. Motorcycles and helicopters. That's right. Yeah. So let's examine this one and compare it to the previous attacks. What we have here, Captain, is the first attack, confirmed Zodiac attack, is Friday, December 20th, 1968, and this was the murder, the double homicide of David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. Now, about two miles away and about six and a half months later on Friday, July 4th, 1969, Michael Majot and Darlene Farron are gunned down as they sit in Darlene's vehicle, and thankfully Michael Majot survives that attack. Then let's fast forward just a brief period here to September 27th of that same year, 1969, on Saturday, when Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard are attacked by a masked gunman who pulls a knife on them and stabs the both of them. And again, Brian Hartnell survives. Now, the Zodiac claims to be the attacker of all three of these attacks. In fact, when he sends letters 
to the Chronicle, the Examiner, and Vallejo Times, the letters received on August 1st, he is giving detailed proof that he is, in fact, the murderer of the person that conducted the first two attacks. And then when he attacks Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard at Lake Berryessa, right. he phones it in, just like he did in the second attack. Phoner. And he writes on Brian Hartnell's car door the Zodiac symbol, followed with the previous dates of two attacks, and that he is claiming to be the attacker of Brian and Cecilia that day at Lake Berryessa. What do we have here now, Captain? The final confirmed attack is a Saturday, October 11th, 1969, of Paul Stein. One, I find it intriguing alone that the first two attacks both take place on a Friday. And then the second two attacks, attack number three and four, both take place on a Saturday. For whatever reason, the Zodiac is a weekend warrior, and I do not know why. Because he has a job. He, there must be s- something keeping him from killing during the week. It's just so much more convenient for him to do what he does on the weekend. Now, in this situation, the first attack, he's successful. He kills both of the people parked in the vehicle. He gets away with what may be no eyewitness at all, at least to his person. There is one eyewitness saying that they saw a vehicle parked near Faraday's car that night. And that comes into question. But then on the 4th of July, he proves that he is not perfect. He's not as good as he claims to be, or he believed himself to be because he leaves the crime scene before he, he's successful in killing both of the victims. Mike Majot survives and even offers up a description of the suspect and the suspect's vehicle. So what does he do? He adapts a little bit. He's going to have to take his car out of the next crime. I don't want my vehicle seen. Oh, I can't be seen as well because I know that I'm not perfect. If I, if I screw up again and I leave a witness, if I leave a survivor at the crime, they can describe me. They can tell the police what I look like. They can tell the public what I look like. This time I'll wear a disguise. The thing with Paul Stein's murder that fascinates me is the complete difference in M.O. And I have to wonder, in three attacks, the last two, he failed to kill the male in both of those attacks. In the last two attacks, he failed to kill both victims and left a a victim alive in both attacks. Has he evolved to the point of understanding that maybe I do not want to go and kill two people again? I've just not been that great at it the last two times. But for whatever game that he's playing, he needs to keep killing to terrorize the San Francisco Bay Area. And then take that a step further. He's killed in Vallejo. He's killed at Lake Berryessa. He's not killed in San Francisco yet, and yet he's been mailing threatening letters and ciphers to San Francisco, to two of their newspapers. What the hell do people in San Francisco got to be afraid of He's not even done an attack here. We just keep reading about this guy in the newspaper. I feel like Zodiac wanted to do a crime in San Francisco, San Francisco proper, like you said, in a busy area. Yes, it's super risky, 
But that's the thrill this guy's getting out of this. He's a terrorist at his heart. Well, like you said, it's possibly the hometown of the Zodiac. And yeah. is, is it possible to that, yes, he was doing these killings, but was there something that was allowing him to get away and maybe he had these all, all these plans of what he was going to do that weekend and for some reason he couldn't leave, but the urge to keep this going was too much. So it's like, oh, well, I'll just go downtown. Yeah, and it's it's also a situation of I think he planned a lot of this out of going, okay, well, I need to – I, I want to kill someone in San Francisco. I need them to be by themselves because I don't want to attack two people again and foul up and leave somebody alive. And I think he came up with a vulnerable situation. A taxi cab driver is a dangerous profession because they get robbed at a higher rate than than other professions right. just simply based off of that they are often alone with whomever they choose to let in their vehicle. And so the Zodiac knew this. And some people have said that maybe the coordinates of where he wanted to kill the cab driver, it was important to Zodiac. And maybe that's why he picked the cab, because they'll go where you ask them to go. I don't want to play that game because I don't want to get into the uh, mathematics or geography of, of that portion of it. But I find it fascinating that not only did he, I feel like he wanted to prove that he could kill the male. Mm. And I feel like he didn't want to keep pointing out his flaws, that he wasn't perfect by leaving a survivor. So I'm going to choose one victim. I'm going to go after one individual. I think he wanted a male victim. But the other thing we have here too, Captain, is he takes the time to rip off a piece of Paul Stein's shirt tail. Why? Because he's already given proof when he offered up details about the first two crimes. However, he wants the papers and the police Mm -hmm. and the public to take him seriously. If any of you were out there doubting anything that I've said, because a lot of the details I gave you so far, only the killer and or police would know. Well, Here's your proof, baby. Here's your bloody shirt. I am who I say I am. I'm the Zodiac. I'm the person responsible for these murders. And I'm why you should be afraid every night. Why you should not be out on the streets at night. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. 
IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com slash garage. Visit IXL.com slash garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com slash garage today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. Save a lot of money with Mint Mobile. Get their great mobile wireless service delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. That's premium service at a great price. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash TCG. That's mintmobile.com slash TCG. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash TCG. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no-prep, no-mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need a pack of lunch, and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. 
Head to factormeals.com slash true crime garage 50 and use code true crime garage five zero to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code true crime garage 50 at factormeals.com slash true crime garage five zero to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. We're back. Cheers, you filthy animals. Extra filthy animals. <laughs> filthy animals if you're nasty. On November 8th, 1969, the Zodiac mailed a card with another cryptogram consisting of 340 characters or symbols, and this cipher was dubbed the Z340 cipher which remained unsolved for over 51 years. It was in fact just solved December of 2020, the Zodiac would continue to mail letters and threatening letters. And he even mailed some letters to famous attorney Melvin Belli at some point. And so he continued his open wave of communication to the newspapers and police. It's strange, Captain, because from here, this is where we go from confirmed Zodiac attacks to the rest are open for speculation. There are some attacks that the Zodiac has claimed over the years. There are some attacks that people have claimed were conducted by the Zodiac, but we never have any type of definitive proof like offered up in these four attacks that resulted in the five confirmed homicides committed by the Zodiac killer. One, a lot of people will throw the Sherry Joe Bates case in with Zodiac research. I think that's fair, but what we have is we have the killer that is calling himself or identifying himself as the Zodiac. He doesn't make those claims, and you would think that he would. Yeah, that's interesting because he, throughout these four attacks, never does he ever mention the murder of Sherry Joe Bates in Riverside, California. And it's not until the police and others are already kind of hip to the idea that the Riverside killer might be the same as the Zodiac, mm. that the Zodiac does finally hint around the idea that, that he might have been the murderer of, and he doesn't even name the victim, which was Sherry Joe Bates. Another crime that is, often linked to the Zodiac, whether it be confirmed or not, is the Kathleen Johns story. And right. Kathleen Johns was a young mother. She had a 10-month-old daughter with her, and she was pregnant at the time. And in March of 1970, she's driving from San Bernardino, California, to Petaluma. This was to visit her mother with the purpose of, you know, letting her 10 month old daughter visit with her mom. She chose to, because she would be driving with a child. I mean, 10 month old is a baby. They need a lot of attention. You need a lot. of attention. She decided, you know what? This is a long drive. It's like 300, 400 miles. I think 
that she would do most of this driving at night because the baby would sleep for a large portion, if not the entirety of the drive. Right. And she could focus on driving and not have to pay attention to her young daughter. Well, this is pretty late at night, and she was heading west on Highway 132 near Modesto, California. And she said that a vehicle seen behind her was trying to get her attention. Now, I do want to be clear here, Captain. This is a difficult story to tell because there are different versions of this story that have come out through the years. Right. And Kathleen Johns, not that I don't believe her, it's just she's told a slightly different story on more than one occasion. But the gist of it. So that means you don't believe her. Well, it it makes it confusing to pass along this story and, and mm-hmm. say that I feel super confident. I believe it went down. Mm-hmm. I believe this story went down 100%. I just, the, the subtle variations are difficult. Yeah, the problem with these types of accounts are these are, are victims and the situation that they were in is might be the highest stress situation they've ever been in. And so I think not always are they lying or that they're trying to be, you know, manipulative or something. They're, they're, I think they have a hard time recounting the events because of how stressful it would have been or how traumatic it would have been. Yes, that is very likely. I mean, she has a lot to be concerned about, not only her own life, but the life of her very, very small child at the time, too. So stressful situation does not begin to describe the situation at all. But the gist of this story, Captain, is that the driver who is on the highway behind her is indicating that she should be pulling over. And once she pulls over, the driver of the other vehicle, male guy, male driver, and people that have seen the Zodiac movie the 2007 film know exactly what we're about to talk about because this is a terrifying part of the story one of one of the more terrifying portions of the movie itself the man tells her hey your back tire looks to be wobbly looks to be loose i can fix that for you and she says that she sat in her vehicle while this man fixed the tire Okay, everything seems fine. She thanks him. He gets back in his vehicle. He drives off. She starts back up on her journey. And very quickly, the tire that he was working on comes completely loose. And she is now in a situation where her vehicle is inoperable. She gets out to discover that there's only one lug nut still on the tire. So while this man claimed to be fixing her problem, he was creating a problem. He returns and offers her a ride to the nearest service station, which in some of the versions she says was close enough that she could see it. And so she agrees to get into this individual's vehicle. She gets in with her baby. They go a driving and she said that they just kept driving and driving and driving. And she kept pointing out, Hey, you're driving past the service station Hey, there's one coming up here. We're driving past this one as well. And in the the police report that I could find, it states that 
she says that anytime she mentioned service station or that he had just drove past one, he would change the topic of conversation to something else that the two were interacting for the entirety of the drive. Now in the movie, it appears to be a very short drive when in fact, based off the police report says that they drove around for like an hour, maybe even an hour and a half. Wow. But it also seems like such a Zodiac thing. Cause he's, yeah, it's the misdirection. Hey, I can help you with your tire. There's nothing wrong with our tire, but you're going to create the problem. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's it's very zodiac. Well, it's also very serial killer in yeah in general, where you're you're setting a trap. And we've seen Bundy do this. We've seen serial killers in movies do this in in real life, time and time again. They're setting a trap. And unfortunately, it worked in this situation. In some of the accounts, there was a threat. And when he takes a turn, she bails out the vehicle with her small child and then hides the baby and hides herself. And the the person that picked her up drives off. In the police report, it's a little different. Because in the movie, he says... Again, it's a movie, I understand. But he says, before I kill you, I'm going to throw your baby out the window. And in the police report, there is no such threat of her account of that night. In fact, there's actually no threat at all. It just says that she became increasingly concerned and became terrified as they just kept driving and driving and driving. And per the Per the police report, she says that when they got to either a stoplight or stop sign, so the vehicle is now stopped, Mm -hmm. that's when she fled the vehicle. And she didn't, in fact, hide, but ran into a field and just kept running out into the field for a while until he left the area and then, of course, had to flag someone down. What's interesting, though, here that is not in the movie is that her vehicle and this is no mistake at all was moved it was moved from the the location where she left it Mm -hmm. and not only was it moved it looked like someone attempted to burn out the vehicle set it on fire from the inside Mm. but was unsuccessful in doing so now the reason why this gets lumped into the zodiac is one the time frame you know this is just a handful of months, five months after the Paul Stein murder. But then top that off with the description that she offers up is very similar to descriptions of the Zodiac, so much so that she sees the wanted poster for the man in the Paul Stein murder and says, that's the guy that gave me the ride. That's the guy that jacked up my tire and gave me the ride. That's the son of a bitch. Well, then you can have you have to double down here because later Zodiac will lay claim to this attack in one of his communications to the police or to the newspapers. But but again, he could have read about the attack by that time. Right. When he when he then claims to have been the man who he says something, you know, smart ass statement like Zodiac likes to give. I'm the the man that gave the that poor woman a ride or or the driver that uh helped out that woman on that night. Yeah, it's uh do we have any record of her saying uh, the the height of this individual or 
I mean, other than he just looked like the the wanted poster. Well, that's interesting because they, you know, she would have seen him for the majority of the time based off of that story. They would have been sitting right next to one another. Yeah. So she'd have a decent amount, uh, decent idea of his height based off of the two sitting next to one another. Of course, she saw him out of outside of the vehicle a couple of times. But she said that the man, the driver, was actually shorter than her. Now, she was a tall woman, five foot nine. And so the police list the height of this man at five foot eight. But that also fits with close to other descriptions. And like we said, eyewitness reports, you have to have a little wiggle room there. But as everyone knows, Captain, the... Regardless if the murders continued or not, Zodiac would have us believe that they did, often sending communications saying that he has killed more people. He puts a tally, like a murder number tally, on some of his communications, and the number just keeps going up. So he would have us believe that the murders are continuing. We can't confirm that. What we can confirm is that the communications continued. And this continued up until it's believed to be 1974 Yeah, with the last murder, the last confirmed Zodiac attack and murder taking place in late 1969. So it seems like the need to keep the communication going was more important than the actual murders themselves if, in fact, he stopped killing in 1969. Well, and this leads a lot of people to believe that the Zodiac died in, in 74 as well because the letter stopped. He got writer's block. It happens. Well, or or he got to the point where he's like, I'm not committing any more real crimes. Why keep writing to law enforcement? The more you have communication with them, the more likely you are to get caught and you're taking claims for crimes that we can't even prove that he did yes it's keeping the risk level very high when you're communicating with the newspapers or police or what have you and you know i know that the fbi mind hunter that type of stuff they would say keep these communications going and it looks like san francisco and all involved did the best that they could to keep these communications right. going. And in fact, one of the more famous communiques in the whole Zodiac investigation is the letter to Paul Avery, which was received October 27th, 1970. Now this communication is quite scary for many reasons, especially if you're Paul Avery, this was a Halloween card signed with the letter Z and the Zodiac logo. This was a threat to Paul Avery Mm -hmm. and the Zodiac wanted him to take this seriously because apparently Zodiac did not like what Paul Avery was writing about him in the Chronicle. Paul Avery was a well-known reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle who had been covering the Zodiac case. There would be further communications, but Captain, the Zodiac went silent for nearly three years before a letter from the Zodiac was postmarked and received by the Chronicle on January 29th, 1974. This was the letter that was praising the Exorcist as the best 
satirical comedy that I have ever seen being the words of the Zodiac. And the letter included a the Zodiac killer thinks he's hilarious. Yes, he does. And, and this is where he gives us the score, right? The San Francisco police department equals zero. So F S F P D equals zero me equal 37, giving the indication that he's killed 37 people and they've not been able to catch him. The San Francisco police department. Yeah. I, I find the Zodiac killer to be super fascinating as long as well as so many others. And there's so much that we could talk about. It's one of those cases that people have been telling us, Oh, we'd love for you to cover Zodiac really to do the Zodiac case proper. I mean, you could be talking about months and months of information from other crimes that people suspect that he did that are not confirmed from suspects to everything wrong with those suspects and everything right with those suspects. It's a lot of information to cover. Well, you have the Sherry Joe Bates murder, which may or may not be connected to the Zodiac. It's forever linked to the Zodiac, but should they solve Sherry Joe Bates's murder, that doesn't mean that they've solved the Zodiac cases as well. We can't confirm that they're in fact connected other than we as the general public have always kind of linked them together ever since those letters were received in the seventies. And so Sherry Joe Bates's murder investigation alone, you could talk about for, for several episodes, but then you also have the Domingo's Edwards case. That's a whole standalone case on its own. We don't know for certain that it's connected to the Zodiac. We also have the, the nurse that went missing, uh, at Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. another case of possible Zodiac. And then you have right here on this, what's often referred to as the Zodiac's exorcist letter of him saying 37 victims, SFPD zero. We only have five confirmed victims. If you add Sherry Joe Bates, now we're up to six Domingo's Edwards. We're up to eight. I mean, I'm sure that we got a lot of blanks to fill in here uh, at 37. Yeah, but I'm sure that the San Francisco PD killed some people within that time that Zodiac is just not giving them credit for. No, I don't think that's what he means. Uh, Okay, so but then the other thing here, though, becomes take almost every famous crime expert. They've had weigh in on Zodiac. You could do a week long a series on just the profiles that people have given the expert profiles that people have given on the Zodiac. Well, and Robert Graysmith's top suspect, Arthur Lee Allen alone is, is hours of information. And that's hours of information that lists pros and cons for why he is a good or bad Zodiac suspect. There is no perfect Zodiac suspect yet because we would have the man behind bars. He would have been, caught for at least the five murders that we know the Zodiac to have committed. But again, what we wanted to focus on mainly is the confirm crimes of the Zodiac and the confirm 
letters and communication of the Zodiac. Well, and throughout time, Captain, ever since the Zodiac went silent in 1974, and even before that, when maybe the murder stopped in 1969, everyone has been trying to figure out who the Zodiac is, not just the San Francisco Police Department or the Vallejo Sheriff's Department or Napa County Sheriff's Department, but the public in general, the state of California, the communities and people of California, and therefore we have had probably dozens of suspects that their names have popped up from time to time. Some of the more famous would be Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Mm -hmm. He's someone who has been rumored to possibly be the Zodiac. You have Rick Marshall, who has been a popular suspect throughout the years. And in fact, we have Ted Cruz. Right, who was not even alive when the Zodiac killings took place. But he looks a lot like the picture. So, I mean, dispute dispute all you will. Maybe he's a vampire. I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, the thing is... You don't have proof he isn't. With, with the Zodiac 2, we know for a fact that the male perpetrators in the Manson family were looked at strongly. They were very strongly looked at and even stated to have been cleared by investigators as not being the Zodiac. Mm -hmm. One interesting one of late would be Gary Stewart, who published a book in 2014 called The Most Dangerous Animal of All, in which he claimed that his research, his search for his biological father, which turned out to be Earl Van Best Jr., he says... His search for his father led him to conclude that Van Best Jr. was, in fact, the Zodiac killer. Mm-hmm. And this, anytime a new suspect comes about, no matter if it's, look, we should be clear, though. Gary Stewart is not the first person to come forward and say, hey, my father was the Zodiac. There's been other people to say, hey, I think right. my stepfather was the Zodiac or my father was the Zodiac. My uncle was the Zodiac. One yeah. problem with the Zodiac case, Captain, is the the famous composite sketch drawing of the Zodiac. A lot of dudes looked like that in the late sixties and through not just California throughout the United States. And what, uh, yeah, most guys look like there were a penis wearing glasses in the late sixties, but, but this is also very similar to black Dahlia. Um, there's a lot of people that my father or my, my stepfather, I think it just happens in these huge, notorious cases. Well, that's very interesting because Steve Hodell claims his father, George Hodell, was the Black Dahlia killer and the Zodiac killer. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, everybody who listens to this show or basically any other true crime podcast knows the name Edward Edwards or Ed Edwards. Mm -hmm. And it's been claimed that basically any unsolved homicide Ed Edwards is responsible for. Now, again, anytime somebody brings up any of these suspects, the Zodiac is a big name. Okay. The Zodiac, he was selling papers by writing to the police, by writing to the newspapers himself. Still to this day, newspapers are selling newspapers by putting the Zodiac's name in articles and on their front pages. And so throughout time, when any of these suspects pop up, we want to get a statement from law enforcement. How good is this new suspect? Was he somebody that you looked at in 68, 69, or 70? Is this name just new to the public, or is it new to law enforcement as well? 
So I found a May 3rd, 2018 press release from the Vallejo Police Department that says the Zodiac case has been an open investigation for several decades in the city of Vallejo. With any open homicide investigation, Vallejo police detectives still follow up on new leads and continually work to identify a suspect. Over the course of this investigation, Vallejo police detectives have always taken advantage of emerging technologies and new advances in forensic science to assist in the identification of a suspect. Currently, we are not close to identifying a suspect nor do we anticipate developing that information at any time in the near future. We have no new information to provide at this time. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at True Crime Garage. If you'd like to support the show, make sure you go and leave us a five-star review or and or go to truecrimegarage.com and check out our store page. Until next week, be good, be kind, and don't let On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers.